Welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, sponsored by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. I'm managing editor Joe Abraham, and here are this week's top stories. A planned corporate retreat that hopes to attract tech industry workers to the rural solitude of Bethel was granted conditional approval by the town's planning board on Monday, October 4th. As previously reported in the Democrat, At Woods is being developed by Catskills Tech Hub LLC and markets itself as an escape into nature for tech companies and their employees to code and work in a quiet, bucolic setting while connecting teams that often collaborate remotely. After a lengthy discussion regarding architectural plans and a negative secret decoration, which found the project would not pose any significant environmental impact, a special use permit site plan was approved based on conditions developed by town engineer Glenn Smith. Some planning board members wanted to wait and see Smith's conditions, which he describes as, quote, no showstoppers, added to site plans. Planning board chairman Jim Crowley said, quote, I'm sure they'll get done because they can't move forward until it's done. Jacob Billig, who represents the project, thanked the planning board for reviewing the proposal and commended the town board for passing a resolution earlier this year which amended the town's ag district to allow for the special use of rural ecotech retreats. Billig said, quote, To have a high-tech retreat in the town of Bethel is, I think, a very good thing economically, as well as from the standpoint of overall county development. Ken Ellsworth of Keystone Associates said the retreat would include 50 single-unit cabins grouped into different pods and connected by access roads and walking paths on 126 acres of land. Other structures include meeting halls and dining facility. In addition to going through the town planning board, the New York State Department of Health and Department of Environmental Conservation will also conduct their routine reviews. Developers say the project is designed to be low-impact, hosting no more than 50 guests at a time who may stay for a few days, but no more than two weeks. Town code allows for building coverage of up to 2% of the property, but developers say their building coverage will be less than 1%. Kenny Rosenblatt, who co-founded the video game company Arcadum along with his wife Jessica Rovello, together are developing at Woods. I want to be a good neighbor, Rosenblatt said during last week's planning board meeting. I've lived in Sullivan County for the last 11 years and want to do good for the community. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Development is expected to begin this year. In other news, I recently worked on a two-part series about the DA's office in Sullivan County, particularly how District Attorney Megan Galligan has struggled to retain staff and attract new attorneys at current salaries. The second part of that series, which ran on Tuesday, talked about how Galligan and the legislators are working on a solution. As a manager and mentor, District Attorney Galligan explained that she tries to encourage her assistant district attorneys, or ADAs, to further their careers in a way that is best for them. But unfortunately, that often means supporting them in their decision to move on to higher paying jobs and other opportunities. Galligan said she's currently trying to stem that tide by making their salaries competitive, at least with neighboring regions and government service. Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty told the Democrat that he and Galligan recently had a negotiating session lasting close to three hours. With both sides looking at counties similar in size and crime to Sullivan, such as Cattaraugus County, as well as counties in the region that they have to compete with for employees, like Orange. The result is a resolution that was on the table yesterday at Legislature's Human Resources Committee that would not only increase salaries but also change the setup of the office. Doherty noted that in the current system, which he believes is archaic or old-fashioned, once an ADA is hired at a current rate and gains experience, the DA would have to keep going back to the legislature and ask for raises for that position. The proposed resolution would create a two-tier system for the office's eight ADAs. 
Tier 2 would be the less experienced ADAs, and Tier 1 would be the ones with the most experience, handling the most serious criminal cases. Doherty explained that the resolution would raise the starting salary for an ADA in Tier 2 to $63,500. They'd also receive a 2% raise annually and after 7 years would be making $72,000 and change. All raises within the system are pending a positive review. According to Doherty, the four slots in Tier 1 would be making from the top person down $108,600, $102,000, and there's two $90,000 slots. Prosecutors hired from outside the office would also fit into the new system. For example, if someone with four years of experience was hired, they'd be making what an ADA in Tier 2 with four years of experience makes and wouldn't have to fit into a particular slot. Doherty believes the new system would build more continuity and allow people to grow in the DA's office, as well as make it easier to manage. In addition to the eight ADAs, Doherty said they're also looking at getting the office other positions to help with non-court work. While noting that some moments during the negotiating session were contentious, Doherty said that's business, and he believes both sides left happy. I view this as a very positive step for the DA's office, he said. The resolution did pass yesterday, and we'll move on to full board next Thursday, with more discussion expected. In other news, well-known Sullivan County Family Court Judge, the Honorable Mark Meadow, was presented with the Howard A. Levine Award for Juvenile Justice and Child Welfare last week by the New York State Bar Association. The Bar Association's Committee on Children and the Law created the Howard A. Levine Award in 1986. That award is given to individuals who have a career history of distinguished and long-standing service in the field of juvenile justice and child welfare. Medow was an alum of Monticello High School and earned his law degree from Villanova University. He has been a county family court judge for 29 years. In his spare time, he's a member of the Rock Hill United Methodist Church, a past president of both the Rock Hill Fire Department and the Sullivan County Volunteer Firefighters Association, and he's a volunteer with Sullivan Renaissance. In his acceptance speech, Medow said he followed in the footsteps of friend, colleague, and mentor, the Honorary Anthony Kane. From day one, I learned that the only way that I could comfortably leave work each day was to devote my best efforts to each case that appeared before me that day, whether it involved a day of trials or was an arraignment day when I would hear 80 or more cases. While the work can take its toll, I believe that everyone who comes before the court deserves to be treated with respect and that I must give every case my full and undivided attention. To read more about Judge Meadow and this honor, you can check out our website, scdemocratonline.com. Looking at some of the top stories in today's paper, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has vetoed a bill that would have waived some $1.9 million in building aid penalties incurred by the Monticello Central School District. Monticello's bill was one of nine similar bills that the governor vetoed last week, all of them relating to state penalties imposed for the late or incomplete filing of building reports and other clerical errors. Hochul's predecessor, the former governor Andrew Cuomo, vetoed the same legislation on two different occasions. In November of 2019, Governor Cuomo signed a similar bill sponsored by former State Senator Jen Metzger to waive $1.1 million in building aid penalties incurred by the Roscoe School District. That same year, Governor Cuomo waived $12.75 million in penalties for the Newburgh City School District and $4.58 million in penalties from the Chester Upland School District. Cuomo resigned in August following a barrage of sexual harassment allegations. Hochul succeeded him as governor, sworn into office on August 24th. In a statement about the decision to veto, Hochul said, quote, payment of expense-based aids to school districts is calculated as part of the state's annual budget process. Because these bills would alter the aids agreed to in the enacted state budget for the current year, I am constrained to veto these bills. 
I welcome a conversation with the legislature as part of the upcoming state budget to address these aid withholdings once and for all and to ensure the law fairly reflects consequences to school districts. In a statement on their website, the Monticello Central School District said, We are disappointed in the governor's veto of an aid forgiveness bill that has been consistently approved by the state legislature and that has been granted to other school districts. We will continue to advocate for this forgiveness so our current district taxpayers, students, and staff who are not involved in the original submissions that were corrected and resubmitted are not punished. The district also said it appreciates the efforts of state legislators Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther and Senator Mike Martucci in sponsoring the legislation. To hear reaction from Martucci and Gunther, check out today's front page. Our paper today also includes some town board coverage. The town of Rockland recently amended their zoning law to include storage containers, and the town of Tustin had a long discussion about cannabis. You can check out those stories by me and new Democrat staff writer Derek Kirk in today's news section. And finally, it's election season, and today's paper features an article on early voting and an in-depth look at the town of Thompson's supervisor race, which is heating up. Incumbent Bill Reber is being challenged by Councilman Scott Mace. Sullivan County Democrat reporter-photographer Patricio Bile recently spoke with both candidates. Those in-depth interviews are in today's newspaper. That does it for today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast, brought to you by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. We hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.